Strutting Wall Awesome Podcast Radio Hour. <laughs> oh, God. Yo. Do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO. Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. All oh, this melts of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO. You only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. All right, we're live. We're hot. It's hot. Brian, would you rather die by stingray dagger or great white shark? Oh, we we had this question before, close to this, and I think Brian said a bear. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> or something. He said something totally not on the list. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's a fair fair answer for this one too. A bear? Whatever, man. No. Die stingray. What or... did you just say that your idol? Who who's your idol? Well, uh, Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. And how yeah. did he die? He's he's not my idol because of the way he died. Although it's awesome, but stingray like straight to the heart, the yeah. gnarliest one on the, in the world. Um, the gnarliest. No, stingray? it's the. Uh, I it was a gnarly. It was stingray. actually crowned. Was it gnarly an MMA? An MMA fighter. Yeah. It had all sorts of legit tattoos, and <laughs> you've been under surveillance for years. Yeah. <laughs> Recently um, released. No, it's for the clothing options. Can a stingray have neck tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> it's, all yeah. neck. it's all neck. Yeah, an affliction shirt on. <laughs> Such a badass. Uh, so not so for the clothes. For the clothes, yeah, he just has one closet. A lot of you know, pockets. Closet has one outfit. Yep, that's it. You don't yeah. have to think about it. Yeah, it's kind Everybody of like Jay Leno. Getting. Jay Leno. Jay Leno or like Mister Rogers, kind of. No. Mr. Oh, he Rogers. had a lot of stuff. He was huh? changing it up every yeah. day, yeah. twice a day. Yeah, he was very formal about that changing, yeah. changing of the shoes, <laughs> changing of the shoes. Well, that's that's quite a way to start an automotive podcast. So, Warren, you said that you used to think that you'd want to die uh, getting eaten by a great white shark. I was thinking like a swim as fast as I can right into the mouth. Whoa. Like so it would what? just swallow you like a whale, like in that, you know. If like, I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. So what changed your mind? I assume that now you don't want to die that way. Someone said like, you know, that could really hurt. It'd take a long time to die. He's I think a, it would take a long time. He's an adult now? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe I'd die instantly. It just depends on where he bites you. shock. Mm. No, that does seem like one where he like bites you in half, and then you have like comes some five, to six minutes it. to bleed out or something. And we, meanwhile, you're inside the shark or and like, dang, floating, and you can't crocodile swim. Crocodile hunter, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, crocodile hunter. He went out just immediately. I think. I, I don't know. Actually, I didn't read the autopsy report. But. Your idol. You didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I'm Brian. I'm Lane. And this is a Thursday edition. We are sadly without Art. He yeah. is gallivanting to South America. He will be checking in from time to time. We may or may not have him on a future podcast from <laughs> from South America, but maybe. Um, I feel like a little detail is appropriate. So he almost had to miss the Coastal Range Rally because he totally screwed up with his booking. And he, he didn't realize that he had a, a cruise book for the same weekend. Uh, as uh, the Coastal Range Rally. Just by stroke of luck, insane luck, they uh, overbooked his cruise. Like a month before they say, um, yeah. we're so sorry we overbooked. We'll give you a free cruise a free if cruise. you go a month later. <laughs> if you change the date a little bit. Yeah. And so Art was just like skipping and jumping. I think he was sending us selfies of how excited he was, yeah. which yeah. we made fun of And I was like, Art, you got to stay cool, man. Your wife, <laughs> your wife can't get wind of how happy you are. Yeah. 
So th- it worked out awesome. He's so stoked. Imagine if we missed it. You know what I was just thinking, really dumb on our part, is why didn't we steal his NSX while he's gone? Yeah. Maybe we still can. He was know, supposed right? to leave me the keys to the M5. I know, because I kind of sold it to Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> Marvin was pretty amped on it. I mentioned he was saying that that was like his favorite car when he was first getting into cars. It was an M5. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, we have and one was, for sale. He was texting back and forth with Art. Yeah, cars and right then and there he got Art's number. And I might have thrown out a ridiculously no, low number of what like he five grand. I was like, I think he's like thirteen thousand. He'd probably be fine. And it's probably about right. I know, That's but he had cool. it on Craigslist for nineteen. So, oh no. really? Wasn't it? No, it was like fifteen. Yeah, fourteen eight or something like no. that. No, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe sixteen. I don't, know. I don't remember. I just remember the testing waters part. Yeah, that was <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, that was were they bad. stingray filled water? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we asked our. Did we get listeners. any questions, Warren? We got a few questions. Over forty. Listen to Lane. He's like gloating. This might be sort of a lightning round. Okay, a little bit. That's what I was implying. <laughs> like it was pretty gloaty. Yeah, yeah you were fully gloaty. <laughs> Gloat. It's a weird word when you think about yeah. it. Don't say it too many times. No. Like, oh. <laughs> I listened to so many podcasts this last week uh, talking about the Coastal Range Rally. Oh, any Basically good? Jason just talking to everyone about it. Any good reviews? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he talked about it on Hooniverse today. Oh, oh nice. Uh, for a while. Oh, should we? We should probably send a follow-up email where we list like some of these different yeah, pieces of media that people could look at. He talked about, then the Clutch Kick talked about it, and then they talked about it on Camden Tubbed and Motor Affair. And Mag- and then another motor affair with Magnus Walker oh, and Alex. I gotta, I gotta listen to that one. I did too. I didn't even listen to the one we recorded in Paso, so I should I should yeah, listen yeah. to that. All right, what kind of questions we got? Ones with question marks. Um, Jay Bernbau asks, "When's the next rally?" Do a halfy in Spring. two months from now. Yeah, maybe after the first Canepa. Mm, yeah. Does that sound good? After? That's uh, same day. April, right? Yeah. April? May? April. April. I think. We'll have to check it's in. April. That. Yeah. Let's tentatively throw that out. I think the next podcast, I mean, the next uh, Cars and Coffee, our next Cars and Coffee is our last for is the it? year. Okay. Yeah. We did good. I think we only got rained out once. Yep. Yeah. So to speak. So, yeah. Next po- next uh, rally is then. And then uh, real, real rallies are, uh, we'll see. TBD. I'm kind of inclined to do one, well, at the, end of the summer, but yep. we'll talk. Porsche Hobbyist asks, what small, perhaps even overlooked feature do you really appreciate? For me, I like when phone call receive slash end is clearly marked on a steering wheel. Ooh, that is nice. I thinking I've never that's, used that. That's never crossed my mind. Yeah. Never once have oh, I really? used that. I use it all the time on my... I'm a headset guy. Uh, on my Mark V. <laughs> or, uh, you know, earbuds. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? yeah. Well, you're a BMW driver. You probably have Bluetooth. No, no. I mean, I have just like a wired Apple white <laughs> okay. headset. Well, you also drive an E30. So true. But some people add... <laughs> you don't really have the option. Some people add that shit and they have like the mic. Uh, a little mic, that, yeah. You know. Parrot. My Audi 4000 had that when I bought it in Bo- bought it in 2000, <laughs> 2002. Hmm. What do you mean it had it? It like had someone added it. Like the microphone, and oh, because it had a like a cell like cell a phone, huge yeah, yeah, cell phone, yeah. And everything. Yeah. yeah, but I, we had it in the Mini Cooper, and we never activated the phone feature. We didn't have the input, so it was just on the steering wheel. But I never used it once. Mini Cooper like charges you extra for all those little things, like. 
they give you, I forget, it's gnarly, like, to, they give you the option to play, like, music, but then you have to pay extra to get it to have blue, you know, to have Damn, phone hookups. One little detail that I still haven't found a car that does it well, but I always end up, my my iPhone is always in shit condition and always needs to be charged, so I end up having to plug my phone in a lot like for a big part of my life uh, i'm plugging the phone in as soon as i get into the car and most of the time it's the way that the uh little cigarette lighter is placed like it doesn't really make it easy i, I always have cables flying all over the place and I, I like it when it's like a place further back and i can kind of tuck it out of the way i hate when i have to plug my phone in to the front of the dash where a normal cigarette adapter is because um, then there's like no way to hide the cable I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. What do I appreciate? Um, I don't know. Little things. Right on, dude. Right yeah. on. That's a pretty Little good answer. Things. Anything in your new car that you're like, hell yeah, this is rad. Hmm. It does have that cool little cubby under the seat. Oh, I oh, like that. That's pretty sweet. Interesting. I like uh, I do like that and now you only need one plug-in for the audio and the charger. So yeah. it's just a normal iPhone plug. You have CarPlay. CarPlay, yeah. Uh, so you don't have to do the aux and the the, the power. Yeah, and power, yeah. It's one. That's why that lightning cable is so great, right? Yep. I like when you can open the glove box and the user manual and everything is tucked up, up like top. at the top in its own shelf. little tray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't like take up the whole glove box. Okay. I think that's good. That's a good job, guys. Uh, Tweedleboy Fabworks asks, After looking at the Coastal Range Rally picks, I noticed the formation of some small groups of cars. There was a Miata crew and then an 80s German group with the 944, the Scirocco, and the Audi 4000. Did groups form based on the pace that certain cars could keep? And if so, what were some of the interesting combinations of different cars that mobbed it with similar speeds slash abilities? I think we kind of covered this. Uh, just groups were formed organically. There was no planning of this but yeah if you only have 150 horsepower and you're you know kind of stuck with other cars about that that range it depended too like how how fast people want to drive so it wasn't always like that that the picture of the 944 with the that was just one day like where i pulled over i caught up with the audi 4000 and the scirocco and they pulled over i followed them and then the 944 turbo pulled over behind us it's just yeah. kind of how it happened you know like and then yeah, later totally that organic. day i was with the sharkworks gt2 and the gt3 and an older 911 and the cayman gt4 it was like i mean groups kind of just yeah you end up you end up forming the groups of like three to five or something it seems like but it it was cool that it changed constantly yeah it'd be interesting though to see that data of if you could somehow get that of like who was driving with who at what time and see how it switched around because also had to do with when you started from a point that had a lot to do with it yeah how long you hang out at the gas because we did and like we did have uh, 65 to 68 cars. What was the num- number? I think it was 68, but we lost one. We gained one. Yeah, so we did have 68 cars. So, like, on day two when we left, a lot of people, like, I got stuck. And I was in this big group pretty pretty far. Like, I left pretty late, though. And I missed the light, and I was in, in the front of the light. You know? Right, right. So I missed that whole crew. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there was a crew behind me that probably missed that light as well. Totally. So we were in like a small group. 
Yep. That's how it goes. Another piece of data that would be kind of fun is if we could give an award for the person who, like, hung out the most. Like, at every stop, they spent the Chill, most the time hardest stopping. Chiller. Yeah. <laughs> that would be rad. Because that was, like, a big part. I wanted to do awards. I just didn't. Are we, it's hard to like, figure out. Like, next what? time, we may well do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stephen B. Quayle asks, I'm interested in replacing my VW TDI Sport Wagon with a 2014 Audi All-Road. The All-Road I'm looking at has 28,000 miles, certified pre-owned, and one year left on warranty. Does this year All-Road or All-Roads in general have any engine issues that I should be aware of? Uh, You know me. I'm always scared of Audis for some reason. So I don't – that's a – it's a two-liter turbo. It's the Volkswagen, you know, Vag group engine. Um, I don't know of any particular issues in that year. My mom had a 2013 or 2014. Just uh, a couple weird uh, engine issues uh, related to um, to valve. I don't know if it's a valve issue or a valve stem issue, but... Um, we had an Audi Q5 with that. Um, pretty similar motor. Not, I don't think it's identical. It's the same, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that year, but I was going to say the older all, all roads have some weird issues. Um, and they're very complicated cars. I mean, that was the turbo- old ones. So that one's not as complicated. Yeah, but still it's turbocharged air ride. No, it's not air drive. ride. It's not air ride. No, it's not. So that's what I'm saying. The later ones like that, that's the A4. Yeah. You're talking about the A6 all road, which mm-hmm. is the old, those are super complicated. Yeah. Cause they all had that air ride and stuff. Right. Right. And uh, my mom had one of those as so well. So road has no adjustable suspension. No. It, hmm. They kind of took away, like, the coolness They look factor. great. They look, gr- they look really nice. Yeah. But I think that's probably fine pre-owned and then uh, probably use the warranty and then get rid of it. You and know? then maybe even uh, explore options of extended warranties. If yes. it's not super expensive and you can wrap it into financing. And a lot of times you can that. with a pre-owned car, with a certified yeah. pre-owned, you can, I would get the, the longest warranty you could. My mom has bought brand new Audis for the last, uh, since 2001, every like three years. And she's never had any major issues, mm-hmm. but she buys she's them every three, three years, years, right? Yeah. So they've been really good cars for her. There you um, go. But so, that's the whole thing, you know. The, this car Stephen B would years. be, yeah, three years. Three years old. That's where he's starting. Uh, Cheyenne asks, when is Art buying an Alpha? Never. Probably Never, not. you think? I don't think either. <sighs> I think I think just us talking about it is going to put it in his head. Maybe no, I'll say no. This. I'm going to buy one. He did talk about GTV for a minute. I don't think he's like he into the old car stuff. He says he is. He says he is. Yeah, he wants a 2002. I think he's going to do 2002 before he goes Alpha. But then he wants a 2002 with an E30 M3 motor. Yeah, well, you're weird taking because... away the old shit about it. Well, sure, mm. but modern brakes. It's still owning a 2002, you know. Not really. It's, it's kind of. But, I mean, it's still owning a classic, which means he could potentially own an Alpha. But what's classic about it? I'm yeah, saying that I'm talking about it in terms of Alpha. He could, if he buys a, if he's willing to go to the 60s for BMW, maybe he would for an Alpha. Yeah. We'll see. I, well, there is that saying, uh, you're not a car guy until you've owned an Alpha. That's right? true. Or a Miata or a... Uh, Patrick.Ryan asks, what are Watts? Hashtag yo hole. Um, I think he's being serious. And this is our, oh. our favorite troll. Jeez. Totronada. <laughs> Todd. Todd Future. Future. 
He, I like some how reason, we prefer the old school names yeah, for pretty much everybody. He, uh, for some reason, says I knew him car, when he was Todd Future. <laughs> every car needs Watts, which are Watanabe wheels <coughs> that were featured on many classic Japanese cars. They look fantastic on 510s and, uh, yeah, and they look a lot like, um, mini lights, mini lights, but they're more fragile looking. They're a little better looking. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they, they look like, like American gray. They look a little like American racing wheels, but less, less, but more spokes. Yeah. Like the American racing five spokes you'll see on a lot of Mustangs and stuff like that. But there's more intensity. Yes. Perhaps. <laughs> uh, intensity. So, w- Watanabe's. Kieran Berndt asks, thanks for the advice in regards to a summer car. I'm definitely contemplating an E36 M3 or E46 M3. What are the pros and cons with each from your experience? I'm looking for something manual and engaging to drive, and both are in my price range. Keep up the killer work and content. P.S. Sorry for the underscore in my name, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so I, here's my I – I think E36 is a cooler-looking car. I think it's also a less – troublesome car once you figure once you deal with the cooling system maybe the rear suspension you know the suspension points that need to be kind of braced um e46 has the same suspension problems but they have the vanos and it's a way more expensive engine when stuff shit does go wrong that's what i was gonna uh, say so i think the e36 just being a little bit simpler and he's a younger it, guy, right? Kind of, and he's super young. He's like 19 years old or 18 years old. Uh, yeah. And I hung out with him in at SEMA in Vegas. So I think that's I think that's the right recommendation. And it's cheaper. It's way cheaper. Yeah. It's yeah. like such a deal right now. And for to be honest, cars. I've uh, E46s don't still don't look great. To and me. they're heavier. Well, here's the one thing that sucks. It's the basics. The the motor it basically is. It's like a similar architecture, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, it's just a way heavier car on top of it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they pump it up. I think it's like 300 horsepower. It's 333, so it's a lot 330. more power. Okay. So 90 That's... more horsepower. But but the basic the basics of the motor are similar where they're, it, they're just kind of like tuning more, tuning it more from the factory. The which car, that is car has like always sounded s- stressed to me. Yeah. Every time I hear one, I don't. Some people think they sound good. I think they sound like shit. I think they sound like shit. They that sound super so stressed bad. and just like they're about to explode. I yeah. think the E36 has a really nice sound. It's yeah. The E46 is a more fragile. Maybe we'll get. Uh, maybe people will flame us for this, but more fragile, like better looking body style. I don't think it looks better. Well, I mean that's subjective, of course, but it's definitely like more styled, and it is more styled. like I feel like it's just that like if you're comparing it to like women or something, it's like the done up fancy one that's like better presentation for it does going have out flared fenders or something, and but, the hood bulge and it has the hood bulge right, and the that's right the flared fenders yeah, and all that stuff. It's I a mean, little more curvy. It's a more look at me car. But if you want to go to the track, like. You know, go to go to any track day, and uh, you know it's the E36 is just pounding it out, getting like awesome lap times, and people you modify them, don't worry about anything. And parts are probably cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So, if that but I mean, yeah, I don't know. With that said, I'm a little bit split on that. Actually. I like them both, but like as a daily driver, I don't know the the interior. Yeah, I know Wham. You really like the E36 interior. I'm I'm not as stoked on it. I, I like the E46 better. As far as dash and all that, I, if I was doing daily driver, I'd probably go E46. 
all that to get to, to that right. answer. Fucking goddamn it. Next one. Sorry. EA Brock 88. What's your opinion on buying a high mileage car? For example, I'm looking at a one owner E34 M5 with 217K. Seller has every service record from new and it shows a well cared for history. I know we'll never bring the same money a low mileage car will, but can a high mileage car that's been extremely well cared for be a desirable collector car? No. The answer is no. It can be a great car. It yeah, can be. It can never be a collector, collector car. It wrong. can be, depending well, on what car it is. I mean, yes. So, sure. If it but, was a, you know, a Lusso Ferrari yeah. with 200,000 miles. Doesn't sure. matter, yeah. It's infinitely renewable because it's worth it. Dude, especially with this million. one with that expensive-ass motor. But he's also buying that car at a deal, and he wants to drive it. So that's my my, my that's always my take. Well, he doesn't say it. He, he doesn't say the price. Though. I know. But he doesn't list the price. Um, he, he has an E500 as well, and he has that 944 Turbo. I think that's a great driver. It'll never be a great collector. Yeah. You're not going to ever resell it for more or... It'll it'll go up just like any of them, but you're gonna get it diminished. You're, it's, return. Yeah, you're gonna get it's gonna go up less, but you're also gonna buy in it. You're gonna buy it for less. So, but at some point you get to a, a mileage where people are really scared, and it's very difficult to sell a car like that. Yeah, I mean, you got you're gonna have to do some motor work on that thing. It's there's point. a nine nine six turbo so right I now for sale that. with five hundred ninety thousand miles. It's the highest turbo nine nine six turbo ever. tip. And, and it's only like seventeen grand. No, it's nineteen. Oh, okay, yeah. Which seems like a crazy amount of money. It should be half that. N- not really, because the, the brakes alone are. Wor- how much is yeah. all that shit worth at a wrecker? You're right. Like it's worth a fortune. Metzger, and it's a Metzger. So it just shows you how good those motors are. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> those, yeah, those motors are only gonna climb uh, in people's minds as the years go on. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's shocking. That's high mileage for any car, oh, yeah. especially a performance car. It's un. Heard of? That's like, a lot tell me again about Volvo. the Metzger. Wasn't that like developed for the GT1, GT1. car? Yeah. yeah. Just like yeah. that's tested, you know. Dude, it's the shit. Like they, st- yeah, they like still use them in race car. Or they did a few years ago in the race cars and stuff. Yeah. So that to answer your question, if you're looking for a car that will bring the same money as a low mileage car, obviously you know they won't. Um, but if you want to just drive it and enjoy it, that's a great way to do it. I love. I like a car that has. Slightly higher mileage with great service records versus really low mileage with questionable service records. Um, so that's my two cents. Yeah, and I, I myself, I'm, I, I don't feel like I'm ever buying a car for that long-term investment. So I like a car that's – I'd rather have find a car with high miles with that's really nice, like, pres, you know, preserved and yeah. nice condition and just been serviced throughout its life than like a low mileage garage queen that's twice as much that I can't drive and every time I do drive it I'm you know taking away value from the car. Agreed. Mazdam asks or says, Hi, still suffering withdrawal from Coastal Range Rally twenty seventeen. What did you learn about your car in the rally that you didn't quite understand before? For example, I learned the alpha windscreen is shaped to really <coughs> effectively move water off the windscreen at speed to compensate for the one speed wiper function. <laughs> Damn, I thought my Mighty Max was bad. What did you appreciate more after the rally? I don't know. I'm not, I've nothing owned my car really. For so long. I've I've owned my car long enough, and I've had enough of those. Where I, like, I'm kind of know those car. You know. Yeah. I don't. I didn't discover anything. 
I don't think I did either, unfortunately. I just know, I mean, I know my car inside and out, so it's a little difficult to discover something new. Uh, Brian, since you were driving a new car, maybe you have some to add. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff's new, Everything. but it's not my car, so, yeah. uh, I mean, I don't But know. you had driven it before really and good. then just handled really good? No, I hadn't driven it before. That was the first time. Well, you You'd drove never it for drove a, it to the, the podcast before. or to oh, work? Right. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, so then maybe on the rally, you... You really discovered its handling capabilities. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's pretty sad. Yeah. Um, side note, uh, I just uh, tapped on the CRR 2017 hashtag. There's uh, 997 oh, <laughs> photos posted. I wish you could sort it by videos to just look at the videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd yeah, be that'd cool. be cool. I think Instagram is a long way to go with stuff like that. Um, yeah. Sorting out uh, comments. That'd be and, pretty easy. Just have a video one. Totally. Yeah. A video button or a hmm. tab. Uh, so, so sorry about that, Mazdam. We failed you, but we do love your offer, Romeo, and uh, we're glad you came on the rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roth and Paul, I have a question for my girlfriend. <laughs> oh, it's not. He's not asking his girlfriend. It's for us. She used one of those door ding pens to clean up a ding. Sure she did. <laughs> <laughs> she has a layer of resin left on top. You got to smoke that shit. What would be the best way for her to try and remove it? Uh, you want to sand it and polish it. You start so, with some goo gone or anything? No, I would just, just resin. I would just go at it with a little bit of a. I don't know, like. Probably go at it with like a little 800 grit or like, or more like actually start at it like, like 15, 1500 grit. Yeah. Just kind of narrow it, you know, sand it down a little bit. Uh-huh. Resin meaning like clear coat, right? Yeah. Is that what he's saying? I, I don't know. I think so. Resin. So, um, yeah, I would just sand it, you know, be careful, but just sand that spot with some, you know, 2000 grit, 15, you know, 25 is where you want, probably want to end up. 25. So. 2,500 grit. Yeah. And then you can polish it. But, you okay. Uh, is that like, is that standard? I've never used one of those. I've never used one of pens, but it, I, I always pictured it just being a paint pen, not that it included like a clear coat. Yeah, that's what I'm a little confused option. on. He goes on to say, I'm bummed I missed the rally, but I did find an old Porsche 356 in a warehouse. Should I walk in and offer cash to buy it? Sure. Could be a big question if we actually think about it. Could be a big question. Lane says sure. Yes. But I say yes. I say yes. What to speak? This is a podcast. I, well, as a as a project car guy, you got to be ready for that shit. You got to be ready to dump it in. No, the car is worth time. a lot. It's like Dude, just as on. is. So look at look at what they're selling for. Well, look at Beverly Hill Cars or whatever yeah. that one guy. Look at what is the biggest the... beater is selling for and offer ten grand less and you're good, or t- half the price and you're good. Did I say, tell you that three hundred eight GT four that was at my shop um, was bought? for 21 and like oh four days later it's for sale in new york for 35 oh wow no way not that they'll get that as a barn find yeah and it's by uh gullwing motor cars mm-hmm. you've probably seen them on ebay hmm. he has a ton of cars in inventory but his i think his formula is buy anything you can find cheap and then just make five grand on it yeah it's the beverly hills motor it car, is yeah. but he's in new york and he has a he has a few really crazy finds he has an m1 he has a continental type r like a 50s the wow. fastback yeah beautiful thing he's asking nine hundred thousand for Jeez. a barn find type r wow um gold wings 356s you name it but huh. so he bought it crazy. shipped it to new york took pictures of it 
yeah. on eBay like that with like a one sentence uh, explanation of it. Huh. That's, that's <laughs> perfect cool. starting point. So. I'd love to, it'll be interesting to see what it goes for. Yeah, I know. I think it's kind of like a classified ad, so it, it wasn't really oh, an option. Yeah. But trying to make a quick buck. Um, uh, let's see. Mazdam went on to say as well. Uh, bonus round comment. <laughs> Do you realize in the time that you spent driving the Coastal Range Rally, Mark Green at Carzia interviewed like 10 people? <laughs> Slackers. <laughs> I knew we were forgetting something. Uh, Axel Jor says, which cars in the rally were best matched in terms of performance? Art, what was your car's closest competition? And unrelated, should I lower my new Berlina and put on Euro bumpers other than just Rocket in US spec? Uh, so he got an Alpha Berlina's little sedan. He should definitely lower it and put Euro bumpers. I kind of think yep. going like with some meaty tires, like to make it kind of look touring car-ish. Yeah. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. Not quite race. That thing looks cool, though. He's super very, stoked. Very interesting. That. I don't know anything about him. Cool. I'd love for him to bring it to our car. So I think Art, Art would say his car was closely, most closely matched to like a GT3 RS and probably the GT2. <laughs> I'm saying what Art would say. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I just felt like I was really comfortable with that yeah. group. Um, mm-hmm. We just really had, you know, just fantastic. Yeah. Um, what about the R8? You seem always running with that thing. Who was? Hart. Was yeah, it? I thought he was with the GT3 usually. Yeah. R8's 500 horsepower. Mm-hmm. It's like double Art's car. It's hard. I mean, it's hard. Well, I saw the R8 running with the GT3 and the... And I Ruben's mean, really, car. Art's car is probably close, most closely matched to like Jason's Focus or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason's focus is probably faster. Skyline, like totally. Skyline's to probably it. pretty it's close. Like 100%. Yeah, Skyline's cool. Yeah, like, yeah. They were. Yeah, they're around the same power. You yeah. know, same. Yeah. Same, same. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, let's see. Yes, lower the Berlina. Is that you said Berlina? Sure. Um, and I'd say if you can find Euro bumpers, I think that's the way to go. Who's yeah. the singer guy down in SoCal who did the? Uh, now he has his own shop. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but he's the mechanic that oh, built yeah. that alpha. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, but whatever you can do to make it look like that car. Porsche Hobbyist says, Axel Jor, you should always go with Marlow. We appreciate the comment, but um, that's not a question. Come on, Ryan. Yeah, that's, you know our, that's our Did job, Did he spell Ryan. more like the VW guys? M-O-A-R? Don't I want no. I'm not even going to recognize that with yeah. a good comment you shouldn't pfm california says what fun car is just out of reach not thinking about pie in the sky crazy stuff more the car that you might be able to attain but it's just a little too irresponsible it's a good question good question that is a good question um i feel like i should have thought of this one for a little bit i think i have a few cars that i i've always wanted nsx to get for you i mean nsx seems smart that doesn't sound like a dumb car it's a lot of money to spend on a fun car though True, right. but it's like the most reliable fun car you could kind of get, as far as like risk. And they're still only thirty-five, thirty-five grand. You know, yeah. I mean, I just feel like I don't expect you to buy one of those anytime soon. No, but it's like a little bit out of reach. You know, it is. But that's not. That's it's a big jump from your E30. That's not irresponsible. Mm. Financially, it's it's a lot of money, but you're not going to lose on it. It's not going to kill you if something goes wrong. But if you bought, like a Lotus Elan or something. Yeah, I was thinking like a Euro M6, uh-huh. which has a complicated motor, mm. hard to pass smog, stuff like that where I see those all the time yep. or, or in other type of Euro cars. I'm like, oh, man, that'd be great. But really, if something were to go wrong or yeah. you're screwed, you know, super, super bummed. So 
I think that would be my example. Um, uh, Shark Nose M6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good a, way to think of it. Fun rally car too. Yeah, make some good noises. We didn't have any any six series on. We the were rally. supposed to, but yeah, yeah. He dropped out. Um, what about you, Lane? Anything come to mind? Oh, you said Lotus Salon. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, because it's a lot of money for like zero practicality, and it's a risky. Right. Practice. Right. Unreliable. Yeah. Could be expensive. Or. Trying to think. I don't know. I can't think of anything else off the top of my Any head. Any Porsche stuff that come to mind? No. Yeah. For me, uh, Porsche 993 comes to mind. Okay. And why is that? I mean, I just, you know, looking at it from, it's just like more than I want to spend on a car, basically. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, they're pretty well known motors that are known to be reliable, but they're also expensive as shit if things go wrong. So, right. Um, I had a customer come in today that um, saw a 996 on our in the shop that was torn apart, and uh, he's like, "Oh man, I should never have sold my 964. I I sold it for twenty thousand bucks, you know, ten years ago or something, and now it's worth sixty. But he was always afraid of the motor. Mm. 964s are risky as fuck. Are they? Uh, it's kind of the 996 risky. of of the era of that era. Really? It was like the worst. Like you did not want to. I. Uh, for a little while ago, like I was offered a white 964 when I first started working at MA Carbon for nine grand. And I was like, fuck that. I just ran, you know? I don't know. Well, because they're, they're, they were, they're like known for just being kind of so shitty. What about one well, like Rubens, which he's beating the shit out of it and yeah. it's been, has done well. Bomber. I mean, I, I guess, well, there was that period where the 964 was unloved, right? And so it's like, oh, you know, if I want to, have the risk of this air-cooled motor doing something that's going to be expensive. So Might like, as well get a long hood. So like those you know, cars, those were early days. The though. early ones didn't have head gaskets. Like they were just like yeah. they had weird shit going on the engines and stuff, and they were, and it wasn't necessarily worth it to fix it. No, for that model exactly that year range they, at that time. They and compared to like the Carrera before it and the SC, which are like known as bulletproof, bulletproof cars, yeah. where you just do the top end at like. 120, you know, 120 to 180,000 yeah. miles. You might do a valve job. And like, just go and these go. were just having a bunch of problems. Kind of like the 2.7s had the head stud problems and yeah. stuff. So. I so, drove uh, 964 this week about 20 miles or something. Oh, yeah? How was it? Um, Stock one? Uh, it had fab speed exhaust, um, big whale tail. Uh-huh. Um, it's just not my style. No, I don't know. so weird. I know. Super weird. It just felt clunky and... Really? Yeah. Old. Was that a career four? Old. No, no. It was an 89. That's, That's a career first, four. First year. That's a career four. Four-wheel drive? Yeah, they no, only no. made career fours the first year. No, this was two-wheel drive, 89. No. Yeah. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, driving it just felt like an old car, like really old. No, I mean, I, I good totally sounds. back that. Fab speed. I think it's, Fab speed it did absolutely wonders. feels like an old car. Yeah. I mean, just being in Rubens. Yeah, but they're not clunky at all. I don't it's think It's like clunky. super I mean, sharp steering I think stuff. it's got like a long throw for the shifter and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Rubens uh, doesn't, I guess, but yeah. like maybe. Yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, yeah but I mean, you've got a, like a tired car. It, well, that could uh, do it, of course, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, just driving it around town, you know, like, I, I could see it feeling just old and, yeah. you know, not great. But compared to the newer stuff that you're probably driving all day. But um, back roads, probably a different story. JFRY, with all underscores, says, best ex- 
extreme temp cold hot car pre-95 and he says lane my insta handle is crafted just for you and it says <laughs> much underscore love underscore from underscore minnesota guys <laughs> oh, minnesota man. dude golden gophers uh he was on the rally carl anthony towns Catman. He was on the rally in the uh, red BMW 2002 big bumper square taillight. Love it. Yeah. Hey, Brian, does Carl Anthony Towns mean anything to you? No. Okay. Moving on. Cat. Catman. Uh, so what's the best car for that kind of stuff? Cold, hot. Uh, Toyota Land Cruiser. <clears throat> Is it? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We never get weather below 30... Nine degrees here. Subaru yeah. SDI. What year? Blob I. Blob I. Two thousand five. Dodi. No year. <laughs> Two thousand four or five. Oh, okay. Uh, That's not pre ninety five. I have. It? Uh, oh, it's pre ninety five. You said. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't know. Nine eleven Carrera seemed to do pretty well. It's <laughs> sweet. I was gonna say uh, a C four. Yeah. Sure. I don't even know what this question means. So, <laughs> next question. <laughs> SJ Delaquila, best first mod track days. It's driver it's not a mod, dude. It's not it's not a mod. Tune up the driver. I, I hate that answer because it's not a it's real not a question. I mean, well, it's not an answer. I, it like, is. We, everyone knows. Like we all know that. We can all assume that. But what's the best, best first, first mod? mod I'm gonna car? say the first mod that I did when I was very young and did it with a few other friends' cars was an intake. Oh yeah, we didn't. We I think we answered this question. It's easy. To I'm gonna do. say it developed uh, a better sound and performance gain. I'm gonna say brake fluid flush with Shut with the, the high temp shit. So. No, dude, why <laughs> is that not acceptable? It's the le- least enjoyable. No, thing. Dude, no way. You boil your brake fluid, you immediately know it, and it totally fucks you. But you only do that when you're driving super, super hard. And <laughs> well, have, I don't understand what the problem is with my answer. Because you don't get to benefit from that on your normal driving, whereas an intake, every pull through your gears on Dude. every single... I think I'm going to say when sign. you're driving it super hard... Uh, in the back roads is where you need modifications more than I anything, think sus- dude. I think any kind of suspension, so whether it's like refreshing worn out shocks or, you know, putting a little bigger sway bars or uh, kind of like lowering the car a little bit, you know, so, was, stuff like that. I think I was coming from a standpoint, and Brian's answer would qualify as inexpensive. You're young. Mm-hmm. What can you get away with? Tires, maybe, was no, really tires. the answer. That's super expensive, though. I mean, no, but, but if you have to do it anyways, like getting yeah, it up. That the, was my the, first. The incremental cost, too. That's my first model on, on the GTR. I was going to say, yeah. like, Brian, like, Fresh washer fluid, just yeah, something yeah, nice, yeah, blue, yeah. maybe something a you green. Can enjoy, you yeah, know? like every. Oh man, when you're really pushing, <laughs> it, put some soap on the windshield. Yeah, you know, like a you get those wipers going. in there. <laughs> ah, no, God. I love that. This is like a contentious thing. I'm, I'll stand by the brake fluid. I would thing. love to inspect your brake fluid. Which, yeah, well, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, it just, you know, I in the past, Mr. Pre-inspection, Mr. Pre, uh, PPI, E36 M3. Yeah. How was your brake fluid? Fucking cherry, dude. Blue as shit. <laughs> Actually, I, it was after they turned the AT Super Blue to the clear. Uh, but yeah, that he, was like the first thing I did was brakes and brake fluid. before flushing. the rally, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, it was the first model well, I did, literally. God. Dude, you hate me. <laughs> I can just tell you. So uh, b- back in the day, Toyota Corolla, the four-door automatic one, 
bombing the hills, Highway 9, like a skyline, all that. I freaking boiled my, my brake fluid. And, uh, it was the sketchiest thing in the world, like having to get down off the hill with, with no brakes, with no brakes. Same thing basically. happened to me in my 85 prelude. And, and on the, Gibraltar dude, road. it's all these uh, Japanese cars, dude. They can't handle it. Like my it, mom's brand new Accord. I boiled the brake fluid. Yeah. The well, first time I took it out, it was brand new. Yeah. But, well, that's but, crazy. But all the German cars I've had, like, I don't feel like they, I've never it could literally be the difference between what they spec at the yeah. I mean and and the beauty of that is there you it's a cheap thing to do uh and there's no negative there's no trade-offs for it like there if, you, is. if you get an aggressive tire there there is trade-offs what's the trade-off uh life life of the fluid oh so so it doesn't last as long you have to change it more often yeah, people don't change their brake fluid enough. That's as true. It is they don't even listen to intervals. Oh they yeah, change no oil. one changes. No one ever. changes brake fluid. Like, no one cars changes. Will be twenty years old. And diff never, fluid either. They yeah. just refill. Well, There's Mercedes Benz. I think it's every other service calls for a brake fluid flush. So if you're going to probably dealer, that's you know Mercedes German they spec the better well, stuff so it's and the, it, it it accumulates water over time. So yeah, right. You yeah, should, just you know, rust your lines and all that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Porsche punks. That's our buddy Jay, who I've never met. Uh, why do lame ding dongs hate on the Porsche 944? Those are well, he already answered. And he says, "Oh wait, I answered myself. They're lame ding dongs." Oh yeah. Uh, Lane, do you want to comment? Uh, do people even hate on the 944 anymore? I, not they, really. That's an old thing. I think dude. for a minute they did yeah. or something, but a lot of times it's just like uneducated, kind of you know, like people that are new to the hobby. Exactly. Mr. Right to the Bar says, Great work, guys. How do you all feel about the Volvo 780 Bertone Coupe 89-ish? I love them. Found one for about $2,500, and it seems rad. Just worried about reliability, parts, availability, etc. Cheers. Hashtag Yohol. It's basically a 740. Um, I mean, there might be some like little trim pieces that are... Definitely the to interior find. is totally different. Um, well, the dash is basically the same. Yeah. Is that the um, chop top one? Yeah, yeah. Door panels are the same. I mean, a lot of stuff's the same. Uh... I would go for the turbo, not the stupid, not that shitty six cylinder, not the Reno, whatever DeLorean six cylinder. But they made a 780 Bertone turbo? Yeah, the two, the turbo engine, just the four cylinder turbo, yeah. like the 740 turbo. I thought they just came with one motor. No. Um, so I would definitely go for that engine if I was going to get one. I would never get one because they're only automatics. Oh. Hmm. So there. And I, would I go for a 240, 240 coupe. Dude, are the things I swap in like an that's afternoon? Tr- that's true. I love the huge greenhouse on the old Volvos, and that they lose it. Yeah, you lose some of that. Yeah, but I, I always thought. But that they do look like kind of awkward. They're pretty rad. They're, no, these are the good ones. Like you're thinking? It. No, they're not awkward. You're talking about the two forty. No, two, you're talking about that two forty two. Bertone, Bertone two forty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, which are right. is which is chopped. You guys are right. These are yeah. way more yeah. these, uh, these, stately. These the rear window is sloped. They just look better. They look way better than the it's sedan. Based on the seven forty. Yeah. Now now we're talking. Yeah. I know what you guys mean. Yeah. I, I do because like you're that the one you're talking stuff. about has a Lando top. Yeah. Yes, that's chopped. right. And, and they have this little crown. And people, this little yeah, crown. Yeah. And people try to sell those as this amazing premium yeah. thing, and they're never. Cool. And they have like buttons on the seats and stuff. Yes. They're like done up like an American car. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Glad we're on the same page here. But, oh yeah. The, okay. No, that's a that's a pretty cool looking car. It is. If they made a manual yeah. version, yeah, of that, I like them. Sweet. Yeah. No, I think go for it. Twenty five hundred bucks. You can't go too wrong. Um, parts as far as motor goes is going to be fine. They do have fuel pump relays that go out, so. Check up on that. Yeah, and the sixers, the sixes, go through head gaskets and stuff. So not quite as long lasting as those fours. Yeah. Tom's Ellick says, "Have you ever gotten caught up in an automotive trend in the past that you're now a little embarrassed about?" 
Hell yeah, dude. That was Knowledge <laughs> Hot Wires and you you did, huh? Momo uh, Pedals. Oh, I had Momo Pedals. Um, but I'm not oh, embarrassed that's not, about that's it. That's not embarrassing. And I did have a new speed license plate frame. But, uh, I talked about that before, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm it wasn't comfortable that with bad. It. I don't think I had anything like horrible. Yeah. I didn't do like underglow lights or. Well, what about that stamp tramp you? Trip. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tramp stamp. <laughs> My barbed wire tattoo is crying right now. It's just a uh, Volkswagen symbol made out of barbed wire <laughs> or rose thorns. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anything too embarrassing. Yeah, I haven't done anything too bad. Uh, I haven't got caught up in that stuff. <laughs> I mean, the GTI that I bought, day one, I went to a muffler shop and I'm chop off the huge tip. And just weld on a piece of straight pipe. Dude, I did the same thing with my GTI. I gave the guy 20 bucks. He was super stoked. And, uh, yeah, day yeah. one. So, yeah, that's where we're at here at Dragon Ball Awesome. Yeah. Bucking trends. I'd like to hear what Tom Selleck has to say. Tom's Alec. I, I don't think I ever had enough money to, like, really go all re- Go all full retard. Yeah. yeah. Underbody glow. I wish Art was here though. He probably got oh, caught up in some of that shit. Come on, probably. He was that shit. Yeah, <laughs> dude, JD Mark was in the junkyard getting like weird part lips yeah. and making them yeah. feathers and stuff. That, the real question is, would he be embarrassed? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> probably not. I don't think so. And that's why we love him because he rocks it. Uh, I met Tom at Cars and Coffee. He has a beautiful Volvo yeah. 240. Yeah, I had a good chat with Tom. He's a he's. Got a lot of car knowledge. Yeah, and he's he has, done some whoa, shit. Whoa. Just Lane think, just broke the chair. Oh, and he oh, has shit. that. Uh, he has that. The bus with the walkthrough. Walk the walkthrough yes, bus. The beauty. And he has a. Or he. I don't know. If, I guess his dad has it now. But a nine fourteen with a Subaru WRX. Oh. Or yeah, a JDM, two liter turbo swap. Oh wait, we what? Need did, what did, chairs? Huh? We need to buy director oh, yeah, chairs. Yeah. Speaking of broken chairs. Wait, what did Tom's Alec uh, drive to the Cars and Coffee this week? His Volvo. Volvo that white Volvo. Volvo. Yeah, so I took a picture of that and posted it on our Instagram a while back. Yeah. And then um, he also called me out for taking a picture of his bus in Scotts Valley um, and posting it on our Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's full DWA. Nick Coogan says, which would you rather daily and what would be your first mods? Money's no object. E90 335 sedan or a Jetta GLI Mark VI? Is this even a question? E90 for shout. E90. There's no, why would you go with a front wheel drive vag? I'd rather have the. Yeah. Really? Then an E90? A 335 though? Turbo 6? They're fucking fast. I know we're talking daily. Oh, he says money, like no maintenance or anything. Yeah, like he says money's no object. Money's no object. And what would be your first mods? A rear drive straight six turbo. Yeah, probably BMW. Go I, I just don't. The E90s never did They're it scary. for me. They scare me. And I they mean, never did it for me. Like, especially, I mean, I guess especially the early ones, the way the grill just kind of stops. It has that little mustache. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It has a the little chrome lights. mustache. The taillights on the sedan. Taillights are, are weird. I don't, those cars look awkward to me. I still and love the interiors the are awkward too. Yeah. Uh, I don't like. Um, first mods, probably tires. But I would yeah. go with that too. Yeah, yeah. Tires. Tires. Wheels and tires. Maybe. Um, and then I just do maintenance. Yeah. <laughs> Save up. Save I don't know. A, t- yeah. a tune probably wakes that thing up like crazy. You're probably right. I, I drove Misha's car. He had no seven, I believe. That was coupe. a three thirty five. Three thirty five coupe. So I manual. He drove it around Europe, did European delivery, and then he picked it up from the dealership, um, over whatever. And I drove it home for him, um, like when we first picked it up from the dealership. Yep. And I was never very impressed with that car. I thought it felt kind of slow, 
And it was like oh, disconnected. Man, I, it feels feeling. a little too luxurious to it me was, too. It was quick, and it felt disconnected and like heavy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I was, I did have a nine nine six at the time. Yeah, I think it's all those things. It was a quick, quick car, but thought, that's okay. I mean, who cares? I mean, like quick, whatever. That doesn't that doesn't impress me much. It just didn't have like much feel or anything. It didn't have like the engine was just like. Kind of get that with turbos, right? Quiet, and, and you just, get it with a heavier car to start yeah. with. And I remember driving and going, "This is plenty fast." Yeah, it's not the fastness; it's like the whole experience. It never yeah. like excite. It never excited me. Or you're just hard to fun. hard to excite. I guess so. Bands 911 SC has a long question. How do you guys feel about infant and kid car seats in vintage coupes? Rear-facing back seat is a must, but nothing to worry about. Proceed with caution or bad idea. My 911 SC restoration is just about finished, and I'm super pumped to start doing some weekend warrior day trips. However, my wife and I are expecting in mid-April, and I want to be smart. Well, what's he doing? So first of all, not I don't really understand the question. First of all, congratulations. Oh, yeah, sure. Congrats. Yeah. His um, car looks sweet, too. I think he's yeah. saying that, is it a bad idea uh, safety-wise? Yeah, but he's saying rear-facing. Rear-facing back seat is a must. But he can't do that in an I-11. No. Hmm. So is he asking us? What is he asking? It, it sounds like he wants to do it, but is looking for someone to say yes or no. Just put the kid in the front seat, rear-facing. Fa- rear rear-facing front seat because you don't have an airbag. Yeah. And make sure your seatbelts are legit. My E30 doesn't ratchet like they want you to. Oh. Yeah. You can't get it to ratchet. Huh. I think they also make special infant 911. Infant seats for 911s that are like designed to go in the back seat. There, not for infants though, because they're not, not rear little, facing. Not little infants. They only make the front facing. Oh, seats. you guys have looked into it. I, I mean, thought that I, I was looking when I was looking for uh, 996s. I was looking that up on forums, and people said that there were. I never maybe, saw. Maybe I maybe I didn't distinguish between infant and baby. Yeah, seats. Yeah, I think there's there's definitely baby seats, and like I we had Recaros in our 996 Recaro kid seats. Yeah, in the back, but they were for actually. They were for like toddler or yeah. Yeah, older kids, uh, and then in the I w- you can turn off the airbag if it does have it. You yeah. can and you I would I would put Phoebe or I think Phoebe or Amelie in the front seat, uh, and then in our BMW six thirty five uh, CSI Euro, I would put Phoebe in that in the rear facing seat in the front seat. Okay, um, I don't know. I mean. It, the car is obviously not as safe and all that stuff, but yeah. I don't know. he says, yo, uh, yo, hole. by the way, apologies for the dad life question. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, dude. That's why we're here. Clutch kick podcast. Uh, just one more note. So the weird thing is you put the baby in the front seat and then your wife has to sit in the back of the nine eleven. You got to talk her into that, right? So we did a trip in the nine forty four to breakfast one morning <laughs> And it was Phoebe in the front, <laughs> uh, and Amelie and Heidi in the back. Oh How'd it go? God. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Clutch Kick Podcast asks, 90s Mercedes C36, yay or nay? We've talked about this before. I'm the only one with, like, real experience with those. Uh, they're pretty boring, but kind of cool. And they look better to, like, we had one, like, at, at my work. We had one, I don't know, like, seven years ago now or something. Back then, it was kind of like a dated old car. Now I see them, and they're 
they're pretty dope looking with the mono blocks and I everything. Think they look cool, but yeah. uh, automatic only. Automatic only. Sluggish, shitty transmission. Like really sluggish. Maintenance wise, you're up against some big dollar items. Slow, but Mercedes only stuff. Fairly reliable. Um, slow revving, kind of boring motor. Like mm. there's no E4 E36 M3 is so much such a better driver's car. And this is pre-merger AMG too, so you get a little cash. It's there. also the first AMG. No. So yes, it is the first factory built AMG car. Factory Mercedes. Yes. Hmm. It's the first AMG production car, like built by Mercedes. Name so yay or nay? Nay. Nay. I think it's fine. I mean, if that's what you want, they're cheap. Lane they're cheap. They're cool. That's two to one. Lane loses. El Batone asks, "What's your guys' thoughts on when, if at all, it's okay to put aftermarket race seats in a back roads car?" <sighs> Always. Always. Sure. Period correct. Looking. It can't be like those shitty... Okay, that's a good distingu- uh, distinction. Like, what the, what's the name of seat um, that, that you always see in... Cobra. The, Cobra. Yeah. No Cobras. fucking Cobras. Cobalts or whatever. Corbos. Corbos. That's it. Nothing that starts with C. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep to the S's and the R's. R's and S's. Sparkos and Recaros? Yeah. And Race Tech. Serge Gut asks... This will not make the podcast at Question 28. Oh, yes, it will. Yeah. But would... Like your thoughts on this. Need a daily driver for commute and family stuff. Colleague is looking to sell his 2000 M5 with 85K. Very well cared for. How much should I pay? And better to do that or lease a GTI or WRX? So 2000 is a first year... So what is that worth nowadays? 14? 11? 13? Well, 85K is... Pretty low. That's low. Um, and it's well cared for, and it's somebody nice knows. It's, it's single 14. owner. It sounds like. And what's he? What's he spending on it? That'd be a good question. Um, go M five. Can always. I like the M five choice. Can we sell it? How much does he drive? But a new GTI is pretty dope, right? How much does he drive? What kind of roads does he drive? I think he just commutes. Does he have kids? Yeah, he does. Does he take them places? Yeah. They would like to be in an M five. And I think he just. Does, but the, here's the thing. He just says normal shitty commute. Yeah. So why does he need an M5? That's a good point. Like that's a, if he was, if he that's actually was, I if, I and he know. had, and he, he has, has a bunch cars. of fun cars. Yeah. yeah. If it was, uh, if it was your commute or even just over or a one, shorter version of mine. Yeah. I think you can make a case for it. Um, I drove an E39 M5 today and, uh, it was a muffler delete. It sounded great. How is that awful steering? box not awful at all <laughs> totally rad i gotta drive arts car to... non this is this is a so this is e39 not oh arts. i know but yeah, he, yeah. they oh, both have the steering dude. box and everything arts absurd with the steering rack bullshit um so i think it depends on your commute that'd be the bottom line dude it's pretty i mean the gti that lane just got is pretty convincing super rad right? car if I he's like been in it if I he's like, like in traffic and stuff, I would say get the newer car with like all the features and and better mileage and better and, gas mileage and just and but, something you don't have to worry about. You have the fun cars. That's the thing. Separate, you know, yeah, have the yeah. solid one. Yeah, but a, part a lot of me wants to stay M five, obviously. And maybe he's getting a screaming deal on it because it's from a friend. So. It's nice. It's nice so, to take those opportunities when they come up. I dude, mean, this is probably both. a single owner car. We're the worst. Answering I know. Yeah, fucking yeah. people. Just ever. get both, dude. Just lease a GTI. <laughs> yeah, dude. And get that. There you go. You're all good. T M Mason ten. Hopefully doing some car shopping this spring. Need four doors for the kids and all wheel drive. Since I'm in the Northeast, uh, would you go? The one car or two car out, as in big monthly payment on a new WRX 
or buying a used Forester or Impreza for daily duties, as well as a fun project car paid for Two car. with cash. Two Thoughts? car. Two car. But he drives 100 miles. Or he's an hour a day. Hour well, each way, or so what does he say? say? No, he doesn't say, yeah. He just says uh, needs all-wheel drive and four-door. Two-car so, solution. It seems like the better value. I mean, you get more for your money, you get two yeah. cars, right? I just um, yeah, I just don't like the idea of getting a new car and then God, you know, like having that be your fun car because there's like that, uh, you know, you don't you have a new car, it's kind of expensive, you don't want to thrash it. God, like, dude, I just so nice to have two. I like the two car solution, but with a new car, a right. fairly new car. Like I, I like having that car. It's like just, right. you don't have to worry about at all, and then having the fun car too. So I agree. That's a hard one to get. Like two kind of older. Cars that might be having problems and stuff. Yeah. I think, again, it depends on your commute. How long, how far are you going to be just killing this yeah. old car doing it? DWA wants to say two car no matter what. Yeah. But. I think that's the DWA answer. Um, Dude. It reminds get me an of that. E- get, an, get an e-golf or a GTI, depending on your commute length. Oh, it needs all-wheel drive. Oh, shit. It has to have all-wheel drive, sir. Sorry. It just reminds me of that video of the all track, or was it all track? Uh, the Honda wagon, wagon attack two, wagon attack two, where his friend has the Lancer, yeah, Evo, and he's writing this huge like thousand dollar check a month. And, <laughs> Great scene, I know. And that guy like <laughs> bought his whole car for that. That's so, like the fifth time we've referenced wagon attack two. I love that. Uh, he goes on to say, also, should I add? I, I should add that I have a pretty bad one-hour-long commute with heavy traffic. There it is, there it is Lane. So each way, I'm assuming, yeah, which kind of makes it from turns it into a new car, right? Especially being in the uh, northeast, he says. Yeah. So you're gonna want a car with like all this like good, dude. Get it, frost yeah. and yeah, all yeah. that kind of stuff. A like, new Forester and a beat ass WRX. Yes. How about just know. a new WRX? That well, that's the question. New We're WRX or beat ass Audi Quattro? How about a new WRX and a Miata? Nor- it has to be four wheel drive. No, his Not, play both car of them doesn't. Don't. Oh, okay, okay. Austin Rojas eighty seven says, "What's your thoughts on clear bras? Have you seen issues with fading or turning yellow over time, or does the clear bra keep the paint under the car clear a lot nicer than the rest of the car?" Uh, yeah, they. I've seen, I mean, they're, they're ever evolving. Yeah. And, uh, I've also seen them heal paint when they take them off and stuff, but usually that's on cars have been repainted. It's expensive to do, right? It's really expensive. I like, I I think one of the key details is if you're getting it installed, you have to make that decision of, do I do just the lip of the hood or do I do the whole half mask or whole hood and vendor or you go full car? And then you're getting into like how much money are you spending? Dude, I'm how much your car worth? Um, how much does it cost to go get a hood repainted if you need to? Or yeah, and then where's your patina? Yeah, right. Hashtag where's your patina? patina? Dude, what about a window bra? That's they have. Jono has and cracked his window. Yeah, it went through a window bra. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Clear bra. Clear bra on the window. It's not a leather <laughs> window <Yeah>. cover <laughs> with but, the embossed. Um, yeah, he has. He had a basically a clear wrap on his windshield, windshield. and it cracked it Damn. on our rally. So let's just say fuck bras. 
Just replace stuff when you need to. Let's go 70s. Um, by out. the way, what up, Austin? I used to work with him at uh, GoPro Support. Oh. Yeah, yeah he stopped by our cars and coffee. Yeah, and I wasn't so, there. Yeah, I didn't see him. So what up? Uh, Moto Sapiens says, at Lane Hate. So he started an own Instagram Word. account. For him. <laughs> How are you liking the new GTI? Anything you hating on it yet? Uh, I'm considering one for commuting, but I'm worried that the short wheelbase ride is going to get old quick. Okay, so I did look up. So it has a 103.6 inch wheelbase. Not that short. Um, that isn't. I So like an E30 BMW is like 101 or something. Um, a B5 A4 is like 98 inches or something. I mean, it's not that short of a wheelbase. I don't really... And it's the same, and this is like an S3, you know, same platform, an A3, all that stuff. It's yep. it's not really a, it's not a short wheelbase, so it's, there's none, there's none of that. I mean, you drove it on the highway, it's not like it's like no. bucking around or anything. Yeah, I think this, this is interesting too, because not many people even consider the long wheelbase thing, which I, I definitely do, and uh, that's like a Tom angle for sure. He's yeah. always referencing wheelbase. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? The longer the better, um, especially for, you know, long commutes, rough roads and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's by no means getting in that thing and going, oh my god, this no, is no, short it, wheelbase. It's not a short wheelbase car. It's not I like, wonder what the Fiesta ST is. Shorter? Yeah, but a little shorter, but comparable. Still, it, it cars are short. getting longer wheelbases, because especially like the, getting the Golf is a platform that's used on all these new cars like it shares the platform on a bunch of cars so can't be too short um but i do one thing i don't like about the car i guess it's the manual is the clutch like is too it's almost like too far like i want my left leg to be a little longer uh-huh uh-huh uh, so the the depressing it all the way you need, yeah you need to really push it far oh to the to the floor yeah is farther where i have to have my seat i would have to have my seat forward more than i'd like to, ah, it to be so you need adjustable pedals yeah basically mm. gotcha um but besides that it's been really good and i drove it the f for the first time today with the new pilot super sports like oh, shit. but I dr i've driven it this week okay but for the first time like actually like it's pretty dry out yeah it is and i drove skyline highway nine and it was clear roads and stuff and i kind of railed on it and dude, it just grips so much and it was so fun. And I came up with one complaint though. I was hitting the, the modes on the steering wheel, like the directories in a, in a couple of, <laughs> a couple of times I hit that. You were getting wild. I was, yeah, you yeah. were getting wild. wild. Colin. Oh, by the way, Fiesta ST 98 inches. Okay. It does feel short. Colin M. Hill says, Lane, should Travis, he emailed you guys, buy the E30. Why are you asking me? I don't Lane? know why you asked me. Dude, maybe because I Colin. hate stuff. Uh, should you buy that E30, and can you teach me how to internet? Um, so they emailed one from Portland. That car's been on there for months. Really? It's okay, but there's a better one in LA. It's a silver uh, 325IS that's super honest, the best ad on Craigslist for months. How much? I think it's six. Oh. Super Do honest car. It's silver on on black, no tint. And those perfect. guys are down in Ventura. Yeah, so. so look for that one. I think it was in Crescentia or Crescentia. I don't even know. That white one looks all right. I mean, it's, yeah, it looks, it looks like, good, dude. It's fine. 
Yeah, but it's not as good as this one. I, I don't this... like that they don't show the engine compartment. And there's only three pictures. Yeah. And it's been on for months. And, really? and they don't, they yeah. like do a weird angle so you can't see that the left bolster is kind of ripping apart. And, and there must be something wrong with it if it's been on for months. Because that's not an out, outlandish price. Right? Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to just, just ask that you guys. The color looked off um, and it's lowered in front, but not the rear. I, it I might, think be might be lowered in the rear thing. as well. I think the I rear know. is lowered too. But he doesn't, he doesn't mention anything about it being lowered. I think but, that's strictly the picture angle. But when you look, when you lower an E30, the back looks lower than the front. They usually squat, yeah, they squat. And this back. one's opposite. So yeah. something's a little funky. And anyways, silver on black car in LA, uh, same price, way more honest ad. So I would go with that. And I don't know why you're asking Lane, Colin. Maybe because I hate on stuff. That's true. Kai Lod says, uh, what are your thoughts about answering questions in random order now that you get so many? Oh, too that's, hard. That's That takes way too much How prep. would I do that? <laughs> how would I know which ones I asked? And yes. There would be a lot of blank space in the podcast. It's an awful uh, recommendation. Uh, be- <laughs> <laughs> I like it, Kyle, but we're not smart enough. Uh, Jay Jenks Bauer says, oh, he actually answers a question? So nope. That's Fuck important. Fuck you, John. Fuck you. Uh, he says, what's the mod you've done to a car that you realize afterwards ruined part of its character for you? Example, for me, it was putting wide tires on my 94 Miata R package. Steering became heavy, less responsive, and the car had more grip uh, than was fun for street driving. Harking back to the question on your last podcast on too much grip. So that's that's a good point. I um, lowered yeah. the front of my 928 to the point where it was like hitting the frame on bumps. That kind of sucked. Oh. On like back roads. Yeah. Where it was just too low. Right. I could see that. Because it looked better. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it would be better on a track. Uh-huh. I put wheel spacers on the E36 M3 and it r- rubbed like crazy. <laughs> Uh, because I on the rally, I thought yeah. it would look better, uh, nope. and so then I had to remove them for the rally and never put them back on. I uh, what did I do? I'm trying to think of a mod that like that where it kind of ruined the character. I'd be surprised if you did a mod like that. But you're thinking character back to your GTI ruined. days, yeah. I can't really think of anything that ruined the. Where about sheepskins on his seats? <laughs> Uh, I could, I'd love some good sheepskins. <laughs> I know you would. That's nice. I know you would, Warren. <laughs> I'll get you those. Uh, Croc GT4 says, if I can rent a low-mile Boxster S with PCCBs for $135 a day from Turo, why take the GT4 on the Coastal Range Rally? All kinds of M3s, ZX4s, WRXs, etc. for the same money. Even found a Nissan GTR rent, uh, but $550 a day. At least I could catch everyone on the straights with that beast. I don't think you had anything to worry about, dude. Yeah, dude. You re- As you drove away, so Croc GT4 has a, a new GT4. Awesome guy and beautiful car. As he drove away from Cold Spring Tavern, we all sat, I sat there and was like, it's probably the best car you could ask yeah. for. Yeah, right. That and the everything. 996 GT3 were probably right. But, like, that, it sounded great. It looked great. Um, plenty of power, not too uh, brash. And kind of small, perfect size. Kind of small. I don't know really what more and, you could want. Dude, I just think it, it's your car. Like, there's something to be said for, like, yeah. bringing a car that you own and that you like and you're familiar with. Like, like the days you spend in it, you're getting more in tune with the car, yeah. learning more about it, and 
Yeah, limits. I think I think something's lost when you rent a car. It's kind of like going to do like go karting or something. It's just not your. Even if you had your go kart, it would be cooler, right? You're not in you're, tune with it. Yeah, and you don't get to compare it to like a future. You know, you, you take it on a new drive somewhere uh-huh. else, which obviously Croc GT4 has been doing plenty. Yeah, and part of like a car is just having those experiences in it. And so I think part of this question is to kind of rile us up. I think it is because yeah, he yeah. loves his car. And I, know. I can't and see he's him. driven it like 15,000 miles in I the last can't like see him parking it and then renting a, a yeah. ZX four. Yeah. And there's, there's just weird issues with that. So like, uh, Eric, you know, he, he did the Turo thing and then he had that weird bubble tire issue. And it's like, that's a pain in the ass. Yeah, and he doesn't want to replace it on the road because then he's out the money of the tire. Yeah. And kind of like you running the car. Yeah. You, you, it needed tires, but you're not going to put tires on it. Yeah. So then you're in that weird situation or say you rent a car and it has all seasons and you're like, fuck, I wish it had this other, but you're not going to put new tires on it. Yeah, I, 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 those I, little I, details. I definitely think uh, Warren's right though. He's just trying to get us to. <laughs> My femur hurts. Says I don't get old cars wet. Shut your mouth, Warren. I'm not driving my SS during the week anymore. Do I mod and keep the SS for a weekend car, Dude, or yo-hole it, sell the SS, and get a GTV for a weekend car, and just Uber to Christmas in Sacramento if it's raining? Wait, what? You sh- yeah, he, okay, he, he's not commuting, or he doesn't... He takes a train to work. Yeah, so he should definitely sell the SS. Why? I mean, isn't it nice to have a car? No, but he should get an old car. That he could drive in the rain? Fuck, <laughs> he should just drive an old car in the rain. Yeah. Well, he's not going to do that. I know. He would never do that. How could you? That car's going to be brittle and fall apart to sand. It's just water, dude. <laughs> just water? How dare you? We don't have salt. We don't have... We have salt. Oh, we do have salt in the in the air. Yeah, these cars can't stand the one drop of water. <laughs> Russ never what does he have? Bare metal everywhere. There's like <laughs> Russ never sleeps. <laughs> oh, I, I have that sticker on my car because I'm a sticker guy. <laughs> do you? No. Oh. <laughs> you have a lot of stickers. I haven't kept track. There's a lot. Yeah, I I can't picture a world where he should keep the SS as a weekend car. No, I just think you should keep the car as a car and use it from time to time like when you get home from work and you had to go to, to dinner or yeah, grab sure. groceries you need a car so yeah but he's a gtv i could see him wanting a cool uh cool kind of car with some you well, know like yeah. for the, for the like price of the ss you could get a couple quite, cars but i think he's paying like lease payments right or i think you bought it oh well then in that case you get two cars it's my two cents. He just sold that BMW, BMW that E9. I'm reading his question. Oh. Getting freaking Skype messages. He just sold the E9. I think going. he's just like yearning for something old, but he's a weirdo and won't Dude. drive his car in the rain. Yeah, so. this is just like a weird scenario. Like, just drive your car. Buy, Get a fun car that'll work for some day. Yeah, and drive and, I'm sure his girlfriend has a car. They can drive that to Christmas. Pedro Burnett says uh, Mark 6 Golf R. Or Mark Seven GTI around the same price is the all-wheel drive worth it? Uh, no, it's not. Well, it depends. Is it worth it for you? Do you need all-wheel drive? Pedro, do you drive in the snow or a lot of rain? He only has two pictures, so I can tell. You. So the I've never driven a Mark Six Golf R, but I know that all the reviews said they were kind of underwhelming. They are something like two. I want to say. The Golf R has, here we go, I have it right here, 256 horsepower, 243 torque. 
um, the Mark 7 has 220 and 258 torque. So the Mark 7 has more torque. And the power is a little bit lower down. Um, it's a way better chassis than the Mark 6. It has way more stuff, bigger brakes. Uh, it's like my car is 3,030 pounds. The Golf R is about 3,400. I don't know. Everything points at the new one, basically. Okay. Chassis is tighter. Say, you know, you know. Mark 7. Yeah. NASA Spec E30 asks, what's the best air-cooled 911 and why? Yes, three questions. I mean, really, I think the best is the 87 through 89 uh, Carrera. I'm a 993 fan. I'm going to say early Longheads, just okay. because it's, uh, you know, like the uh, purest form of the design. Mm-hmm. I'm just going with, like, a galvanized body, best, as far as, like, the the definition of best car. Mm-hmm. And then Warren's going the most advanced. Yeah. Really current. 993 is kind of boring to me. the one I, I like the most. NASA Spec E30 also goes on to say, what's the best mod to make to a 911 besides the obvious tire suspension exhaust? I was going to say, when you turn the tack... Oh, definitely. All the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So red line straight up and down. That that I drove was straight up and down. Yeah, yeah. That's and the speedometer, too, is like at 140 straight up and down. That's weird. Like, why? Because he's always driving at 140, bro. <laughs> that's like the flat build hat of 911s. Exactly. 911s uh, are... Most of them have... Uh, I'm going to say they have shitty seats. Like, they don't have good bolsters. I haven't driven a lot of them. I'm just noticing this, looking at a lot of them. I mean, what do you what do you think? Sport seats, right? They have good seats. Yeah, the standard car. I think the sport seats seem to be pretty good. Mm. But that would be my first 911 mod. That's not obvious. Sure. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he kind of says besides all the things you would want to do to a 911. So you're not, you know, most 911s. You're not like you're not doing traditional. Underglow kits. Hot rod, and, ru- and you're not doing like hot, you know, cams and stuff like that usually. So he's kind of throwing out all the stuff you would do, which is suspension, brakes, yeah. and tires, right? Carrera timing chain tensioner. I mean, it depends. It's all year based, yeah. like what you're going to do. So he goes on a, another question. Name the three best sounding cars you've ever owned. So we'll just do the one because we don't have time for that. And the, the one sounding car you've ever heard. And if Art says Integra as an answer to either, slap him. All right, I'll slap him. <laughs> the good Integra sounds pretty good. <laughs> E-Tech, yo. E-Tech, yo. Uh, my GTI, half of a V8. Half of a V8, yep. Killer intake noise, killer exhaust. Sounded great. Brian. Uh, my Spec E30, just because it was straight exhaust. Ah, yeah. Mm-hmm. My 928. Ah, yeah. Borla exhaust. Nice. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a good sounding car. Last question. Jay Kirk. And a cat delete. Oh, what's your best-sounding car you've ever oh, heard? Oh, ever heard. Um, Ferrari F40. Ferrari F40. Oh, Carrera GT. Oh, yeah. Oh, good call. It's a great one. And I'm not including race cars, because I've heard some fucking rad race cars. J. Kirk, 454. Uh, wife okayed selling my Accord sedan to get something more interesting since my commute shrunk exponentially. What should I buy? Budget is $5,000. Need four doors for my daughter. An auto, unfortunately, so my wife can drive it. Wait, that, just all these keep requirements? Keep stupid, shitty Accord. Yeah, 5000 bucks is the budget you get. 5000 bucks auto and a four-door? For a daily driver? Fun. Every so more interesting. And it has to be an auto? Uh, shit, man. Budget $5,000. Well, I'll say this. you An auto makes certain cars way more affordable. So, for example, an E30, it's like a... 
30% price decrease for an automatic. Yeah, I don't like the four-door body style. On the I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, what about the nicest 190E in America? There you go. Someone, a listener, or someone sent us an ad for a really nice auto. 6000 bucks. Oh, that 2.3. Yeah. I saw that one on Burzo like last week. Oh, did you? But, I mean, it doesn't, it wasn't an auto. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's an auto. So it, it, though, it's an auto. I don't I, give a I, shit about it. I know. But for 5000 But it's only 6000 bucks. You could get that for 5000 Yeah. Um, That'd be a cool one, yeah. But, that's dude, cool. the opposite of, like, reliable daily driver. So, I mean, I would maybe go with something. If you're going auto, I would go something more plush, like a W126. Yeah, you would. Mercedes S-Class. Yeah, I like 500 that SEC. Yeah, you're going the opposite uh, end of fun. Like, yeah. it's more like cruising Baller, fun. Yeah. fun. Yeah, because... I mean, so 280 SE, so straight six, uh, 126 S-Class. Uh, they're reliable. Pretty easy to work on. They're cheap. I saw a really good one for two thousand that I should have bought um, in Los Gatos, but that's my two cents. Well, that's a pretty good podcast. That was pretty good. Not I feel gr- like not really, great, right? We're putting work in. That was like forty-five questions that we just went through. Bam. Was that all of them? And you know what? That was it. Wow. That was Bang for the buck. I mean, how much? I did, did research, these, guys. How much did this podcast cost these listeners? Fucking free. I think it's a freebie. We don't even throw ads up at them. Oh, dude, I did want. We did get a. Uh, we got a DM from a guy James Rickson. He said he asked if we give a shout out to his big brother Rob, who's in the hospital with a broken back. Oh shit! Ooh, and they're both listeners of. The podcast. Dude, hang yeah. in there, man. Yeah, so up, Rob? Don't, Rob uh, Dixon. Don't ratchet up your coilovers too tight after this, yeah. after you get to the hospital. Maybe get an S-Class. Oh, good you choice. Know? Or something with Air Ride. Aromatic 2 by Mercedes-Benz. And Very when clutch. It, when it fails, you'll have like, what, $1,500 each corner. Yeah, you know. Like Yo-Hole. Yo-Hole. Um, hey, uh, there was another question uh, from Theo, who uh, lent me his car. Question for you all. Uh, how do you feel about karting for budget racing? Mm. What's the buy-in cost? Are you less of a man than going for Spec E30 or Spec Miata? Is it really driving if there's only two pedals? Cheers, boys. Warren did it. Warren did a little. I did arrive and drive at uh, a go-kart racer in Burlingame. I did three seasons, and it was really cool. Um, it's, you know, after work on a Wednesday night, you do uh three races um you you're in a point structure you have like rivalries and you get to know each other's styles you get to um, like fight little 12 year olds 12 year olds <laughs> will fight you and you'll fight them um i think that's a great way to do it that's the most affordable racing it was like 55 bucks a night and so you just budget that in you never have to deal with any maintenance tires nothing you just show up and it's all you know curated for you uh i would be also interested if we had a closer track to doing something like uh, Sears Point. I think that's what he's talking about. Yeah, you and, say, and you go out there. Yeah, and, do and it. dude, that's badass. I mean, watch the Senna documentary. His favorite uh, time of racing is his karting experience and that, the rivalries he had with the older drivers. And you learn a ton. You get smiles per mile. But I mean. <laughs> Dude, out the out yeah, the like roof. as far as learning, I mean, it's it's all about managing tire grip around a track, and yeah. that teaches you so much. I mean, obviously, it's the way it's to start, time. right? And you can do you can autocross with a cart. 
Um, they're easy to tow. If I mean, you don't even tow them. You just throw them in the back of a truck. I've seen or people throw them on the top of their roof. Of their yeah. Mini Coopers and shit. Um, parts are pretty affordable. Okay. People sell carts for nothing, especially with bad motors. Well, and, but you're not going to be competitive or anything. No, no. But I mean, parts wise, you can, you know. Yeah. So on the drawback side, they're expensive. I mean, you're, a good car. Like is if expensive. you're gonna if you're gonna seriously race people Might on as Sundays, well do E30 or you, you, yeah, you almost can just build a real car. Um, yeah, but there's a lot more cost involved with real cars. You got to buy a trailer. And you have to have a truck to tow it, or I guess you don't. You don't insure it, it but you have to. I mean, the trailer and I don't know. The, it's a whole other thing. It's a, you know, the scale can go off the charts, of course, with karting where you're traveling and like pumping uh, tens of thousand dollars per year. You want to get, yeah. I, I, I don't know anybody who's done it. Like, well, do you competitively think he, would, he would be wanting to like tour and stuff or just go out to well, track days? I think he has a cart. He has a shifter cart that he bought. Um, and I, I think. He's just considering that, like, maybe should I spend my time and money doing this, or should I, I build up my old 2002 and go rallycross racing or something like that? Right, right. And uh, That's a tough question. I mean, a, I mean, we can also speak locally here. <clears throat> the drawback is the only good track is Sonoma, or the they, other ones are even further, well, and they, that's two hours away. They do it once or, I don't know, every other month or something at Marina, but it's flat, and yeah. it's cones and and if you're gonna go if you're gonna do that effort go all the way up there I, I think you just drive the full track you know like get a car there's like a bigger group of people doing the same thing well, what about price to actually enter a race it's got to be way more expensive for a car yeah it is yeah so i mean that adds up too I mean, yeah it's true but, uh the aesthetics of a real car kind of do something for me too yeah but and just also... having a real car as opposed to a uh, toy, almost. but it's raw. The go kart racing is like F one in that sense, where it's just uh, no. I got you, but it's also like F one in that open sense, wheel. where it's just an open wheel, like minimalist. It's, it's, yeah. I, yeah, I think it depends on what you want to do. Like, if you legitimately care most about the dry, like learning to be an exceptional driver, go karting. I think, uh, without question, is the place and to start. It's way safer. Yeah, is for it? Sure. I don't know about oh, the that, man. Speeds you reach, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, no, go they're reaching crazy go karting. Yeah, no, you have no safety net. But dude, I don't think you, you understand how people... safe these race no, cars are. And they're going crazy speeds, and you have no. I never hear dude. anyone getting in trouble in, in carts where you do. Because you don't know anyone that. Oh, does I follow. It. Oh, look at man, like, dude, I have like I did karting like four times, borrowing my cousins. I was with you. Yes, that's right. You were there that day. Yeah, dude, just. One bonehead, like, isn't following the rules, like, you know, when you spin both feet in, so he's predictable, and I fucking almost wrecked him, like, luckily, I, I, when I put the brakes on, I spun around and hit him uh, from the rear uh, with my cart. If I wouldn't have, dude, it smashed so far, like, I would have, like, been shattering my legs. Dude, you smashed into me once when we were go-kart racing and pushed me through the guardrail. Yeah. Yeah, what? Well, you're talking about fun carts, like, in the little, like, oh, go-kart super racers, fun. I smashed my <laughs> knee into the fucking wall. Well, only more evidence that karting is dangerous, but dude. But you're not flying at 150 miles an hour look, in a Miata. Let's look at a Miata and let's look at an E30. Those cages are so... The spec cages are so overbuilt yeah. for the speeds that you go. I've watched so many accidents and but nobody gets hurt, dude. It's dude, like I just think people if you, flip six times and, they don't, and, and they're fine because... 
the safety regulations are so advanced nowadays that you know everybody has to conform to the same rules whether you're going uh you know 150 or if you're topping out at 110 it but doesn't see, matter. shifter car you get launched out of the car and you just slide and then you come to like a rest oh like, come on perfect like elbow on the ground like hey what's up guys i guess you're right you Jump always do slide and with perfect elbow on the ground <laughs> posing um it's like a motorcycles aren't as dangerous either for some reason racing they're always like falling off their bikes sliding and they get up and like run away dude those I'm, guys break every bone in their body i'm with you on motorcycles for some reason so, and oh, those, yeah, those, guys die, those guys die those guys die and break every bone like every one of them is broken I think I want, 50 bones i think I it's easier studs. to fall, fall off nicely on a motorcycle than it is in a cart you're yeah. more locked into a car i want stats on safety i, I guarantee you cars are spec more e30 or spec out of versus uh carting i'm with let's Brian. see that because you're gonna smash into another cart and they're small so and you're dude it does yeah exactly you're exposed to, and are you, to everything and you're all right, wearing so, a little foam neck phrase. The fuck up. All right, so with, with all that i, I do want to end it but uh dude i don't know there's something like wheel to wheel racing uh, you know, bumping fenders, uh, going door to door, shifting gears. That's four like, windows down. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's like it's impossible to match that. I think it's impossible to match it in a cart. I, I, I haven't done competitive karting, but I, I, there's something where it's like like low worries. I mean, with carts, you have exposed wheels, so all that all the shenanigans are uh, kind of off limits. I would guess. Um, I I think uh, cars are better just for that reason alone. Shenanigans. More shenanigans. <laughs> more more shenanigans wins. And on that note, thanks for listening to Drive Awesome. We'll see you next time. Later. Goodbye. Give you a free cruise, a free cruise. You go a month later <laughs> if you change the date a little bit. Yeah. And so Art was just like skipping and jumping. I think he was sending us selfies of how excited he was. Yeah. Which yeah. We make and fun I was like, of Art, you gotta stay cool, man. Your wife, <laughs> your wife can't get wind of how happy you are.